Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome Rosemary Carminati. Um, Rosemary is an elite trainer for a transformative personal growth program. She's an inspiring and vibrant mentor and distributor of hope who spreads wisdom and celebrates uniqueness and growth by empowering others to reinvent themselves and ignite their potential. Rosemary is the owner of Healthy Connections, and an elite mentorship trainer with several transformational programs. She has spent over 30 years in corporate sales and management. Her experience as a personal trainer and yoga teacher allows her to address an individual's complete wellness, emotional, physical, and spiritual mastery. Welcome, Rosemary, to the podcast today. I'm so excited to see you. Oh, uh, I just uh, in passing, I'd also like to mention that this is your second time on the Just Wanted to Ask podcast, and I can't wait to hear uh, what we're going to be speaking about today. Well, thank you so much, Ian. And yes, I couldn't wait to come back. How about that? I just had so much fun. You know, it's wonderful when you do an interview and you feel like you're talking to a friend. Totally and for sure. Um, And we recently had an opportunity to meet each other in person. So that was even more exciting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We got to see that we had full bodies from the the chest down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's what Zoom has created. Um, so you have a new program coming up. Tell us about how you uh, came to the program uh, and what it's all about. And then I, I know that I have some questions as well. Sure. Um, well, as you said, I had 30 years in corporate sales. And in the interim, I got married. I had some kids. I changed my career a little bit and became a personal trainer and yoga teacher and did that for quite a while so that I can could be with my kids for their softball and their school plays, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I want to say it was about, oh, gosh, now it seems like ages ago, but it was only about 15 years ago or so that we had some very substantial family crises happen. And they weren't short and they escalated and they um, gained momentum as each year went by, unfortunately. And, you know, the things that you learn as you get older, I could have maybe prevented some of them or couldn't have prevented, but I could have uh, nipped them in the bud. But instead, 
I tried to follow the rules and and do the right things. And unfortunately, it caused a lot of chaos in our lives for quite a while. And long story short, we survived it. My husband and I are still very happily married. My children are healthy and 32 and 30. But what it did to me emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, I've used this uh, analogy that I felt like I was in a boxing ring. And I don't know how many rounds there are in a boxing match, 12, 15, whatever it was, I was in the last round and I was down for the count and I could not get up and there was nothing I could do about it. So I finally decided that not only did I need some help from outside sources, but I needed to work on myself as well. And I started this search for the person I used to be and also the person that I knew I could be even better, stronger, and more adaptable to the things that happen in life. And it happens to everybody. So mine might be to, uh, to a lesser or greater degree than someone else, but we don't make it through life without some deep challenges, usually. So fast forward, about six years ago, I started um, taking different self-mastery courses, uh, ranging from mostly weekend here, one day summits there, uh, and got, got much stronger and more comfortable with who I was and what I wanted to do with my life. And then two years ago, I found my mentor, Peter Sage, and he had a program called Ultimate Self Mastery, which is a year-long program with weekly um, trainings and modules, and then monthly coaching calls with with himself. And I, then it, it just accelerated the changes and the progress I was feeling in myself, but then also noticing the cascading and the ripple effect it was having with the people around me. And to my surprise, I, I found that, um, without w w what we were just talking about, without having to preach or beg or coerce, Folks in my life that had some negative beliefs and and were not happy in their lives were starting to change. And it was because of some of my influence without even realizing it. Some of the things that I was saying and doing were making some differences. So last year, when I was coming to the end of that ultimate self-mastery course, I was approached um, by someone in the SAGE group that they were starting training programs for an even deeper program that Peter SAGE uh, offers. So I did what I usually do, and I dove in headfirst. And not only did I do the program, but I also trained to facilitate the program at the same time. And I graduated in June and have been full force ever since facilitating the programs and absolutely loving not only what I'm learning, but how I'm, as I said, as you introduced me, I feel that need to distribute the hope. And that's a big part of what the program is about, is that wherever you are in, in whatever stage you are in your life, that there is hope. And now I have found something that through his teachings that Peter Sage was 
a trainer for um, Tony Robbins for 15 years and 30 years in behavior develop behavior management and development. So I get to use his teachings and facilitate them. And it's absolutely amazing because I believe in them wholeheartedly. I've seen the change in myself and so many other people around me, but now I get to help people grow and change. That was truly great. And I truly believe that um, it's also our energy and you have such amazing energy. Uh, So that, you know, there are so many things about ourselves that we can change if we're mindful so your program sounds amazing. So tell us what, um, how you feel about New Year's resolutions now that we're talking about change and going forward because the New Year is almost upon us. Well, it's funny that um, 20, 28 years ago, I was thinking about this before we um, got on to talk. I started as a personal trainer and yoga teacher, as I just said, and I would tell my students Let's reframe that and not call them resolutions. Let's call them intentions. And that sounded lovely. And I truly believed in my heart that with knowledge, determination, and willpower and support, that folks can accomplish those things and make those resolutions happen. What I witnessed was a different story. I was a Um, director for a woman's health club during that time. And I would see, as I'm sure you've heard many times, the January influx, everyone's bound and determined. And they had all that, the knowledge, determination, willpower, support. And by February, if you're lucky, maybe end of February, it had declined substantially. And I didn't know how to put my finger on it back then, but all the things I've learned since then have really changed my focus on the idea that we have these New Year's resolutions or intentions. Because I used to say they have to be realistic, they have to be pinpointed and not vague. And I also used to say, make sure that you take into account those little celebrations along the way. Those are all perfectly wonderful things to strive for. And I still believe anytime you have a goal, you should have all that. But the one thing we don't look at when we look at these intentions, not only the fact that it's just New Year's, but also is that we're looking at our our inner happiness coming from what happens in our outer world. Too often you look at a person's resolutions, what they want to change, the things that they want to make different. It all has to do with their outer world. And until we change our inner world, none of that is going to stick. It might change temporarily, but to see a significant, lasting, sustainable change, we have to work on our inner world first. And the other thing we have to recognize, too, is that the purpose of those intentions or old school term resolutions is the person that we become as we're trying to achieve those. That's what we're supposed to be celebrating, not the five pounds we lost. It's the fact that we have changed our notion that maybe we're happy even if we don't lose that five pounds. We've put that focus on those outward things. This year is the year I'm going to make such and such money. This is the year I'm going to buy that boat, whatever it is. And until we fix and, and work on our inner selves, 
doesn't matter how much we succeed in our outer world. It's never going to be enough. Yeah, that's so important. Um, also, you're speaking about the process of um, reframing as well, reframing our inner beliefs. Uh, recently, I've heard over and over and over again that uh, when people go on a diet, they always talk about losing the weight. But if you lose something, it comes back. Whereas if you reframe that and use different words, then you're more likely to succeed. So you're talking about really, truly changing your core belief and your true purpose for going forward. Right. Even if you look at the idea of changing the word, we could say release. I've heard a lot of people say I released 20 pounds. If you feel that when you're done with releasing that 20 pounds, all of a sudden, magically, you're going to be happy, you're in for a big disappointment. And that's what happens with a lot of people. They either achieve it and they don't feel fulfilled. You know, maybe instantly they get a little bit of a happiness, you know, energy in there. But eventually, the bar is going to keep going up. It's outer, that's just outer satisfaction. It, 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 it's not giving you the fulfillment. And I find so many people I speak to that have on the books, they look like they have everything. And they still tell me, I have this emptiness. I haven't identified it yet. I don't know what it is. And if they've gotten that far, I mean, I'm so thrilled to death that they recognize that. But there are people out there that don't even recognize that yet, that they don't know why you know, they're eating too much or they're binge watching TV or whatever. Anytime they buy something new, they have to go buy something else because that's old now. And they can't seem to fill that void. But recognizing it is step one. And then how we work on it is the next step. And I mean, any type of intention or again, the resolutions we make that requires change and the other thing that people get stuck in the muck with is trying to uh, control things they can't, trying to change things they can't. I mean, how many of us, I know I'm not too often stressed by it, but I know a lot of people that are stressed daily about things they can't change. And so those resolutions they make too, sometimes those are things they can't change anyway. Certainly not if they haven't looked inward, but even sometimes when they do look inward, that out, outer portion of their life, that's where we looked at, look at the difference between context and content. Maybe you have to change the context because the content is still the same. You might wake up in the same situation the next day, but now how are we going to change? And the things that we can change, there's only a few. And if we could just recognize that and stop spinning our wheels. Again, I see so many people in my life that spin their wheels, getting so upset about things they can't change. And then I say to them, well, do you think you can change it? And they look at me like, just go away, because they actually like being miserable. So <laughs> that's a whole other topic. But the things we can change, if you stop and think, it's very simple. You can change your thoughts. Yeah. You can change your emotions. You can change your energy. You can change your intentions. 
and you can change your environment. And your peer group is a big one. That's one of my programs I have is to have people look at their peer group too. So when we're talking about New Year's resolutions, we're looking at our inner self, but let's start now looking at our environment too. And who are the folks we hang around with? We're, you know, let's say I'm a very energetic, positive person. If I spent my whole life coming home or working with people that were Debbie Downers, hate the world, in victim mode, eventually environment beats will over time. And no matter how much I try to be my usual authentic self, gradually, I'm just going to get knocked down and buried under all that. Yeah, uh, there are just so many layers to all of that. Um, And and it does have to do with um, how we react to the things that happen around us. And sometimes we're not happy, but it's our own reaction. Uh, Even if we we can't change, we can't change the situation, but we can change how we react to it. But we only know what we've been taught. So, I mean, I give, I give everyone credit that comes to me or listens to your podcast because they are looking for something else. I mean, this world we live in now, there's a huge, huge thirst for knowledge. But what people are getting is knowledge and not so much transformation. So we can get all that knowledge, but what are we doing with it? Yeah, for sure. And boy, how much knowledge, I mean, self-help, how many coaches do we have out there? How many, you know, trainers that it's everywhere and it's expanding every month, every year, and there's going to be a need for it. But we really have to address is not just the knowledge, but what are we doing with it? I, I, my mentor likes to say, I love this. And it's in some of his videos that all of that self uh, mastery that we're doing, we might as well call it shelf mastery. Oh, totally. Totally. That's on the shelf. Sure. You know, as Yoda would say, do as uh, whatever he says about do and, and not do is the same as, you know, and, and the idea of knowing something and not take, not doing anything about it is this is the same as not knowing it. But if you don't know what to do with it, and that's the problem with a lot of programs, we, they're throwing out the information. But now how do I bring this into my life on a day-to-day basis? And that takes us to where that New Year's resolution thing is. That, to me, is a cop-out. You can do and that every day. And that's so true on so many levels. Um, recently, I've been speaking to people about it's not just the information and the information is there, but how to put into action that the information. And, and that's what you're saying. You're saying that we can put it on a shelf because we know it, it's on a shelf, but we're not actually internalizing and doing anything about it. So then how do you think we can take that and empower ourselves with the knowledge that we now have? Well, as I said, the first thing is recognizing it. And the second thing is by getting involved in programs like I have or other programs out there. But I'm always cautious, caution, cautioning people to really look at the program and see 
Is it something that you can see that there's been lasting changes? Do you know someone that's been involved? Have you read testimonials? Because there are so many out there that, yeah, they fill the need instantly, but unless it starts to become a habit and a practice and, and changes your actual makeup of who you are and how you think, again, it might as just well sit on the shelf. But the idea that this New Year's resolution or I'm going to start on Monday, all those concepts people use, like I said, I find it as an excuse. I was a preschool teacher before COVID. One of my other things I did um, uh, while I was going through all of my rediscovering and and analysis of what I wanted out of my life and who I really am, I was only working part time and I found teaching preschool. And it came to me again. The universe opens up these doors and windows and whether you decide to walk through them. And that's what I've been challenging myself with lately. But um, I used to tell my preschoolers the old notion of you got up on the wrong side of the bed, you having a bad day. I would look right at him straight in the face and say, you had a bad day until this very moment. Now it's up to you from this very second. So those New Year's intentions can start December 6th at 2.40. And that's your intention from that moment forward. And you can reset it over and over and over. So the uh, empowering part of it is as you learn these things and you become more familiar with who you want to be and how you want to live authentically. When you slip, as we all do, you can change. You can just get up and get back on that bike, bike again, and not beat yourself up for being human too. Yeah, um, many times we forget that we can reassess where we are now and make decisions going forward, and then reassess again. So the program that you're offering now, how long is it? The, the um, program I'm off, well, I have several, but the one that I'm starting in January is called EMF Light, Elite Mentorship Forum Light. And the reason we have it called Light is because it only, only, I, that's a word I don't like to use. And it just slipped out. See, I am human. Um, it covers two of our modules out of the 13 that we have in the larger six-month program. It gives people a taste not only of some of the things that are in the larger program, but it brings awareness. And what I find is it brings some confirmation, some positive confirmation that things can change and that you have the capability of doing it. And I'm just a guide. You're doing it. I'm helping you guide. I'm helping guide you through the process. And so by taking this light program, it's two modules. It's about seven hours of self-study videos, some work, workbooks, things like that. What I've also incorporated is a once a month community call with all the folks that are taking it as well. Now they might have just um, done the uh, seven hour study, or they might've done 10 minutes of it and they haven't gotten through it, all different various stages of participating in the program. But what I'm doing once a month is meeting, and we're going to talk about what we're feeling, what we're seeing, the positive changes or the reactions that are different, the perspectives that have changed, 
from something they've learned. Because what I have found in my larger program, the longer one, is we learn so much from each other in these community calls. We, re- we learn from the, the study. We learn from our accountability buddy that we have in the long program. But what we learn from other people telling what they've experienced is priceless. Absolutely can't put a price on it. And it opens up our minds to other things we never even thought about. So my once a month call will will end with what are we thinking we want to see differently by next month? What are some areas of growth or change that you want to experience? And then when we see each other the following month, we can say, okay, what happened last month? And then again, what are we doing to experience growth, transformation, change? What are we looking for in our lives? Maybe there's other things I can guide them to. Here's a great book. Here's someone else that you might want to connect with. But what I want to see is that community start growing through learning with each other and from each other. And then I know what happened with the the program I took with Peter. Once you get a little taste of this has made a huge impact, just this small amount of time. Wow, I think I'm ready to try that six month and really, really find those things that I'm looking for in my life. So people can get started and then they still can transition to the six month program. Yes, yes. Yeah. And some people are ready for the six month program and other people, it's a little scary. And so this is a good way for them to find out, you know, they might just be dabbling in the idea of self awareness and, you know, investigating who we are and why we have some of the beliefs we have. And I know I, I live with one that is a little scared of all that stuff. So I would never recommend to him jump into the six month deep dive Whew, a little too intense for but probably too intense for him so th- it's a great way for people to get an idea and i i can i will say guarantee you can't do my program the even this this small seven hour and not find some time of positive confirmation of a, a, a great quality change that you've discovered in either your reactions, your expectations. It's just absolutely amazing. What was one of the, one of the pieces of that, that you found um, truly life-changing when, when you first started in the program? Well, um, I think Two things. One was finding my identity back because of the crisis. I had forgotten what a strong and resilient person I was and that I actually had a deep sense of gratitude for life. Because when you've gotten to that point where you just don't have faith in anything anymore, not yourself, not your spirituality, not your friends, family, nothing. You know, I was just a lost soul. So that was one thing I found was my identity. Hey, that, that's me, but now I'm even better. And the other thing that I found, too, was that um, in business, because I talk about a lot of this and we're talking, some people might think it's a little woo-woo when we talk about some of this self-mastery stuff, but I work with a lot of business people. And what I found in my business life was I had spent most of my professional life in the chase mode and that 
if I knew how to do it and if I worked harder and if I used my time smarter and everything had to do with my skills and my abilities, and if I didn't succeed, it was on me. And that's, it's a level of consciousness that we like to call by me, B-Y me. There's to me, which when you live in that mode, you're a victim. Everything happens to me. Oh, if I was smarter, if I had longer legs, if I knew how to talk better, people would like me. That's the victim to me mode. I was in by me and by me can be very successful. I was very successful, but it's exhausting. So professionally, what I learned in by me was that I couldn't sustain that. That is just not something I could live the rest of my life shooting for that number one spot all the time. And if I just worked harder, what I learned with Peter Sage instantly was that their next level of consciousness was through me to let go of so much of that, what I thought was control and instead trust. We like to say trust in the wisdom of the current of the river to, to know that you're taking the steps forward. Do you need to, but you don't have to stress out about the details, which is what I did for years. If I do it exactly as it's planned, it should result in. And when it doesn't, you fall apart. And even if it does, you're exhausted. And I live so much more a uh, sense of peace and calm that as long as I'm doing the things that are in the right direction, I let it go. And I trust in my faith that what happens usually is my eyes are open. My mind is a lot more open and those answers come to me and the people come to me that you're manifesting that you want in your life anyway. When you're so stressed out about having to get it done. Yeah. So you're opening up your mind to the possibility yeah. without um, putting all of the emphasis on the outcome. Yes. And what we also go through in the six month program is a lot of visualization, a lot of um, uh, visualization, a lot of um, oh my mind work. Oh, I can't meditation. Thank you. Boy, that, that was one of those. I'm not going to say senior moments, but it was one of those moments. That's the word that's really on the tip of my tongue. And I say all the time, but yet a lot of the, the manifestation exercises that I truly believe that what we say to ourselves and what we put out in the world vocally too, can make a difference in what comes to us. It all sounds amazing. Uh, so your short program will be starting in January. Uh, tell, tell our listeners where they can find you. I can be found on the usual social media sites, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, both of those have my calendar links. That's easy. And then I have my website. It's called yourtransformationtrainer.com. And to make it even easier, if you want to pop me a, an email, my email is yourtransformationtrainer at gmail.com. That sounds wonderful. So people can actually get in touch with you and learn more, yes. which is so important these days because so often we have no way of actually connecting with another human being. So this sounds amazing. Well, I can't thank you enough for being on the podcast today. And I look forward to 
looking at what you have on your website more deeply as well. So thank you so very much. Thank you, Anne. And let's have the best 2023 and be the greatest we could ever be. Well, I certainly hope so. Um, no, I shouldn't say hope. I am planning. I'm yes. planning. Yes, you will do it. <laughs> we will. Thank you so very Thank much. Thank you, Anne. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.